Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I am your host, Tyler Olson, also known as T-Roll, and I am once again joined by my very good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and also Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Great, man. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, uh, almost to the halfway mark, and uh, lots going on. I'm excited to talk about it with you, you guys. Are you fired up? I'm fired up. Fired up, man. Shimato, you fired up? How you oh, feeling? Oh, yeah. I'll totally fired up. Ready to go, ready to go. <laughs> you um, sound fired up, man. You sound fired up. <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta be. I love it, man. Well, yes, we are reviewing, as we do every week, we are reviewing Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is in its final season. Go ahead and uh, drop the uh, the crying emoji there. Um, we've loved it, man. We've we've watched every season, been a part of this journey. Is uh, it too soon to say the best season? No, maybe so, but I mean, I've I've said that a few times already too. I told my wife that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, you said last week's episode was the best episode in the whole series. Yeah, I did, and so. I still stick to that. So. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It was. I it don't was care really if you hate me or not. No, 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 no. It is what it is. I don't hate you, but there is something I do want to say. Yes, I do hate you about all right, something. Let's, let's get it out in the all open. Right. Let's so, go ahead. Even Anthony might not know this, and I need all of our listeners to know this before we start reviewing the actual. Uh, episode here i want everyone just to you know enter into my experience enter into my world put yourself in my shoes for a moment oh gosh on wednesday i get a text in the morning from justin saying hey you want to come over and watch uh ages of shield tonight i'm like okay you know what that sounds like a good idea uh, because in Justin's basement, where we're sitting right now, there's this lovely, what is that, 100-foot uh, <laughs> television screen? Uh, no, it's a only 65? It's 80. It's, okay. I was pretty freaking close. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Gosh, you're only off huge, by like... Man. Look at that. You're only off by like 95 feet, but okay. Yeah. Dude. All right. So, anyways, there's this massive TV, and, you know, it's it's really great to watch stuff with you down here. Yeah. I show up. We've done it several times. Yeah. Yeah, several times. In fact... You know, so much that I was not worried about something going wrong. Mm. But I show up. I even bring you some food. Taco Bell. I brought shout you, out. Yep, shout out Taco Bell. I brought you an offering, some some beefy Frito burritos. Right? That's right. That's okay. right. I sit down, and you turn on the TV. You turn on YouTube TV, which you have a subscription for. I do. Which I will never get now after this experience. And nothing is working. Yeah. Nothing is working. Ooh. And to make it worse, uh, we're troubleshooting. And I said, okay, we'll go to like Netflix or something, see if that pulls up. Maybe it's his Wi-Fi. He turns on Netflix. A movie pops up just fine. So it was YouTube TV that was giving you all this problem. So so here we are. You know, it's, it's almost 10 o'clock here in the East Coast, and the show is about to begin, and it's not working. So guess what we do for the entire first little segment before the commercial break, we watch it on my freaking phone. You have an 80-inch television sitting on that wall right there. Yes, I do. And we watch the first segment of this um, amazing show, this episode, on my freaking phone, okay? Which yeah, is man. like two inches. Yeah. All right? So. My, that's on me. I, I apologize about that. I will say it out here so everyone, all the listeners can hear it. I screwed up. And uh, and guess what? All I had to do was uh, turn it off and turn it back on again, and it was <laughs> up and running. Trust issues, yeah. man. Excuse it me, was trust up, issues. It was up and running. Have you so. never watched IT Crowd? Uh, apparently not, but uh, <sighs> so yeah. All right. My apologies there. That's okay. Nonetheless, let's dive in. We're going to dive in. So episode five of season seven, the title was A Trout in the Milk. Gosh, yes, man. These which, titles are which, killing it, man. Yes. Shimato loves that title. Um 
Good episode. Uh, you made a prediction last week, Justin, and once again, spoiler alert, we're just going to jump right in, guys. We're not going to do some sort of spoiler-free review. At this point, if you're listening you lis- if you're listening to this podcast, you have watched this episode, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But you made, a, you made a prediction last week, Justin. Since last week's episode was so good, you said that a lot of times the following episode, you know, it's not that it's bad, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, just like Age of Ultron, it's just like, how are you going to live up to that last to the movie that came before it, right? right? Yeah. yeah. It's just not that good, okay? So, in light of what you said, before right. we get into the depths of the sure. plot, yeah. what, were you right? Were you spot on with that? What did you think of this episode? I believe I was spot on. Okay, you it were was, spot on. It was kind of a, a, a even keel episode. It yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Not a whole lot going on. Um, there was some information building that was yeah. uh, taking place, but um, as compared to the previous episode, it fell far short, I believe. Shimada, would you agree? Uh, yeah, I felt like there was some, it was a little more chaotic in a lot of ways. I felt like it was kind of jumbled a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in parts, so I felt like it wasn't as like streamlined as the previous episode, which may have just been the fact that, you know, most of the storyline was from being, you know, narrated the last week, you know, so it keeps it very like, keeps it very straight and narrow when you have this one one mindset, you know. Um, telling you the entire story, uh, whereas this one was, you know, kind of back to normal storytelling. But I just felt like he was a, it felt a little jumbled to me. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, I I mostly enjoy the episode. I mean, part of it was frustrating, uh, which we'll get to that. But you know, again, I, I agree with you, Justin. It's going to be hard to live up to uh, episode four. Yeah. That was just so good. Oh yeah. That was so good. Um, so let's jump in. So we pick up with. Whoa, whoa. Title yeah. card. First of all, oh, the that title is the card. One, that is the one part. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the best title card. Yeah, yeah, and it, it wasn't was even good. a title card. That's the yes. thing. It wasn't just a title card. It was the whole opening yeah. intro. Actors. Yes. Oh yeah. my Actors gosh. Oh. Starring. Yes. And they went, man. It definitely had the the A team vibe as far. Oh as, yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Or really, just like any '70s movie where you just like, or '70s TV show where like you know they turn over the shoulder and you just yeah, see yeah. this character um, up there and they're like Clark Gregg, you know, <laughs> leaning up against the red car. Yes, you know? yes. But uh, that was it, that was yeah. really good. You know, speaking of that, um, how sad. So when you guys were watching that, you see all the characters, all the actors, all the actresses. Yeah. And I was just like, man, what if they reveal that Fitz is back with this? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I really thought it was coming, man. Yeah. I really thought it was coming. That would have been awesome. That would have been, because then you're watching the whole episode. Because then it's like, like yes, that's a spoiler. Of course, it doesn't kind of make sense to do that. Right. But that would be such a unique way to reveal the return of a certain character. It's true. A certain yeah. character that everybody is freaking waiting to come back to, yeah. to come back on screen. Or they could have done something ridiculous and it could have been like, they could have done a scene where it was like in the seventies, and it was like Ian DeCastner, and it was he wasn't on the screen at oh, all. Gosh, <laughs> it just had like a title, like a that'd card with his name on there, just like the background of the seventies New York. <laughs> that'd be that'd be very brutal. It's kind of like those memes where they show Drax, yeah, like, oh, you can't yeah, see him, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's invisible. All right, anyways, um, man, okay, so you know, I, I kind of want to talk about Fitz for a second because we just mentioned him. It's not necessarily chronological order here but Go this ahead. was the yeah. first episode i think since episode number two where he was actually referenced yes right yes. so we we've had a few episodes go by where he hasn't even not only not been on screen he hasn't even been referenced yeah, at all yeah yeah and it really made me think like man you know again we've heard rumors that he wasn't going to be in this season because of other 
um, conflicts with other things he was working on, other projects. Um, but I think they're building to something here. And especially because it seems like the team is in peril. Yeah, right, right? now it is, yeah. So, and we'll get to speculation at the, towards the end of this towards the end of this pod but i just wanted to before i forgot i just needed to mention that i think we're gonna get fits back in yeah. some way you know so let's hope <laughs> yeah well, yeah oh yeah okay so let's start let's start here so episodes three and four took place in the 50s yes and then they jumped um at the end of episode four and we w- it was really clear that they were going to the 70s okay? yes so they end up in 1973 yes yes correct. Uh, which it's funny watching susa try to <sighs> navigate being like, because this is brand new for him. Everyone yes. else on the team, they're used to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a very interesting, he, he was once again that fish out of water type of yeah. uh, character. So um, so they actually, the first thing, was it the first thing they do? Did they go to the speakeasy again? Well, it's not a speakeasy anymore, of course, but it's not. It's probably not even the the crazy uh, crazy canoe. Ca- canoe anymore. Yeah, no, I don't I don't remember if they said the name what it is, but they do go Yeah, I don't, yes. I don't believe they did because but it was still a yeah. it was still, still a swordfish. Swordfish passcode to get in. So it's yes. still shield and they're having a shield party. And the biggest reveal is um that Wilfred Malik is actually still alive. Yes. And yes. earlier in the episode, uh Daisy actually mentions I believe to Sousa saying he died a year ago or nineteen seventy three so years three years, years before. Yeah. Okay. So when they see him alive, everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, something what, changed. What yeah. happened here? Yeah. And essentially, uh, we're led to believe, based off the conversations from our main characters, um, although it was never actually stated, uh, that the Chronicoms essentially, and this is going back to episode four, essentially they 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 kind of took the long route. It seems like some some of them, at least one of them, stayed in the fifties, didn't time jump, but it seems evident that they one of them at least stayed with Wilfred Malik and ensured his safety and kind of yes. progressed their own narrative and changed history. Yeah, you know, this was a literal wave, not a ripple. They are they are altering history. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, so the Wilfred Malik reveal was was good, and it, it happened because of the Project Insight. Which, oh my yes. gosh! Yes. Which was we we know from what? Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to to state the entire episode has a very heavy print of Winter Soldier in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so uh, Malik's behind the Project Insight, which is about forty years uh, early. Yes, and we which all remember Winter Soldier, phenomenal movie. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, movie. the best MCU movie. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's one B, one B, one B. Sure, sure, anyway, sure. Uh, yes, but you know, so great movie, and uh, so he's uh, with the help of the Chronicoms, they help to develop it faster, and and they're yes. three years away from launch at this at this portion of yeah. the episode, and uh, so then uh, Patrick Warburton, uh, he plays what Rick Stone is that Rick Stoner, General yes. Rick Stoner, General Rick Stoner. Um, so he's the director at this point, isn't he? I'm led um, to believe that he is. Um, they never he, referred I, to him, though, did they? I, I don't know if he's become the director yet. Okay, future um, director. Future director. But doesn't he, he mention Malik being his boss? I, yeah, actually, yeah. I think now, he now, does. now, thinking back. So to yeah, yes, Malik yes, may have been okay. at that time. Um, he does become the director. Yes. At right, point. we know yes, that. Yes. Okay. okay. So yeah, so he uh, they thank Wilford Malik for his uh, his insight on Project Insight. Mm. So yeah. Um, and then the team is all shook. They're like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going totally on?" Totally confused. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something's happening here. And then, uh, so 
they have some grouping here. They have uh, uh, May and Coulson. They're yes. they're together, but then they also have uh, Sousa and Daisy. They're together. Uh, and they're sitting. I, I love their interaction when they're yes. sitting there just talking, and uh, where Sousa actually drops the line, uh, "Trout in the milk." Uh, yeah, <laughs> a few times in this Trout episode, milk. actually. Yeah, and everyone's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but the Daisy's pretty much just given him uh, essentially like a history lesson on like yeah. uh, on the seventies um, or just the, in general the time period that they're in. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, just I really like their dynamic, uh, the Daisy and Sousa. It kind of gives me a, like a like a Peggy Carter and Sousa vibe going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then Wilfred Malik realizes that uh, Coulson's there, and he questions him, and he's trying to figure out like, hey, like. He's playing it coy at first, but then obviously he's like, "You think I didn't remember you?" <laughs> yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, the Chronicoms come from behind, and they got them all cornered. Yes, and then uh, of course we have the second reveal of someone who is. And this was clever. This was clever for. Yeah. No, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, second <laughs> reveal of someone who is supposed to be dead, but is actually still alive as well. And that's one of Malik's sons, Nathaniel. Yes, right? Nathaniel yes. Malik, who we saw earlier in the Agents of Shield universe, was. Uh, tricked by his brother, who we have gotten to know quite well, Gideon, right. um, to be sent off um, in by one of the monoliths. Um, Pretty much sacrificed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To um, Mavith, wasn't that the planet? I think I don't remember the name. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't okay. say yes. Yes, um, but yeah. So <laughs> okay, sure. he, we find out that he's still alive and he's being used as a bargaining chip to um, help them get out of the. Um, get get out of the that squeeze. Uh, speakeasy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Which I did find it a little interesting with uh, Wilfred's uh, character, uh, how he was really willing to stop everything just to, to, for the life of his son. Yeah. And, well, uh, I also found it interesting that it was specifically Nathaniel. Right. Yeah. It wasn't. Like, it wasn't Gideon. Right. Like, I, like I'm hmm. wondering if like it kind of brings up this whole idea. Maybe Gideon is not the favorite son. Right, yeah. You know, maybe he's the less favorite son and, you know, the whole way that the it played out the first time yeah. with uh Gideon. I mean, me Nathaniel was supposed to be the the golden child and you know was the son that everyone would think would be the one who would, you know, like the future of Hydra. Yes. Right. He, yeah. He, yeah, it's very successor. very much so. Yeah. It's like kind of like how in the Godfather like Sonny was supposed to be the you know, he was supposed to t- take on the family name, but things happen, and you know, Michael ends up, you know, taking on the lead. Yeah, yeah, and so Daisy has to use him to uh, get out of the situation, and uh, they they escape. Yes, um, but she uses her powers on the Chronicom, which Nathaniel watches, and yes. he's automatically and he in very, awe. Yes, yeah. and do yeah. we want to do we want to speak on that now? Because it's it's kind of a it's kind of a minor point. Okay, right? yeah. So yeah. so later in the episode when. Um, Daisy and Sousa are trying to hack into the uh, surveillance, yeah. yes. the lighthouse. Yeah. Um, he shows up with this, like, it looked like a Chronicom weapon, Icer yeah. rifle. Is what I'm yeah. <laughs> Chronicom Icer rifle. Okay, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Knocks them out, and he collects Daisy and Sousa. They're in the back of a van. Then he goes to a payphone, and he is apparently calling a prison to yep. try to yes. speak to Whitehall. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Trying to, uh, he's. I feel like he's under his own. Like he's doing his own plan. He's executing yeah. his own thing separate from uh, Wilfred's plan in Hydra. Yes. yes. So yes. Um, Which so, I, I wish I would have. If I would have gotten the chance to watch it again, I would have taken down actual quotes to hear it exactly what he said. But it sound. It, it's. It seems to me like he wants to replicate the same sort of procedures that Whitehall did on. 
Daisy's mom yeah. on Daisy, which just sounds so sadistic. And if we have to go yeah. through that again, yeah. oh, I mean, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd right. be it'd be a little hard. I'll, although uh, one scene, one thing, cool thing that was cool about that scene was, I don't know, um, Sousa dropping the whole super serum. Uh, oh like, yeah, yeah. Like oh, you know, you're getting the super serum. You're like she was like, you know, it's not super yeah, serum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's uh, that's so that's how they little, get out of the bar. Right, they get out of the bar that way. Uh, and then the best part of the episode, right when they're standing outside of the bar. Yes, <laughs> we can't talk about this episode without talking about uh, yes. Enoch's amazing return. To return to the just, team, just blazing down that road, drifting around the corner, conveniently showing up at the time of their most um, desperation. Yeah. Right. Um, so he shows up, and they slide in the car, and I think, um, well, how do you guys feel about Enoch being back? Uh, I mean... Oh, he, I love it. Yes. <laughs> He's um, easily one of the, the like the best characters of the season. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, like, basically, ever since he hooked up with Fitz, yeah. um, like, yeah. I feel like he has been a, 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 a fantastic character. He's this, he is this lovable um, character who just... He's almost like he's this uh, character who who wants to be human so bad, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, he, he wants to have these human emotions and things like that so bad. And you can tell in some ways that he's like just he so hurt. To. Yeah, yeah. He, he is oh, so he's so hurt, hurt by them. Oh, he's hurt. Yes, yeah. he's hurt he's real hurt, bad. Bro. Like Ooh. he is hurt. Okay, so how about this? Okay, is Enoch a better version of Vision? Um. I, I, okay. Okay. That yeah. is an interesting play. Uh, I definitely like. Can he fly? <laughs> then no. Um, if, if you if you mean in battle, fair, fair no. Fair uh, if you mean as a as a personality and character, yes. Intriguing, 100%. entertaining, yes. Fun to watch, yes. Yes. It, 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 it's Without always fun, it's always fun when a character like that tries to you know have somewhat of emotions. It's, it reminds me a lot of like Terminator. In a lot of ways, where oh, yeah, so many like, people or, or Terminator this. Two, yeah. specifically, where um, you know John Connor is trying to teach you know the Terminator to have emotions, and, right. and, and, exactly. and as he goes along, you kind of see it a little bit. But um, I feel like Enoch goes even further than that because he's really trying to um, you know fit into this human world. And he's he, giving it the good old college try, right? Yes. Yeah, and 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 I think it's. It's hitting him like he yeah. feels it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important. We we like to do this every week that Enoch is featured. There's a few episodes where, or at least one where he wasn't there at all. Um, we like to do this, and uh, we still don't have a good name for it. But it's Enoch's savage quotes of the week. Yes. Enoch's get it, get it. Savagery. All right. So here we go. Uh, man. So. <laughs> He sh- he he pulls up in the car, and this was pl- this was shown in the trailer. But yeah. he says, "Come with me if you want to continue to exist." <laughs> yes, <laughs> great, so line. good. Great they, all, line. they all hop in the car. So all this comes in this sequence here. Daisy says, "Enoch, you're here," and his literal response is, "Yes, as I have been for the last forty years." <laughs> now buckle up. I feel like he has to drop that just to let them know how bad they need to feel yes. for leaving yeah. him. It, it, right. it really is. Like, it is the entire situation. It's, he just drops how many years it's been. But ever since Very, he's been away from the team, he's dropped the year. Like, yes, 24. Yes. I be, have been for the past 24 years. Yes. And then, yeah. yes. So it's like, is he is he being passive-aggressive, or is that just, he's a chronicom, and he just speaks in fact, and it's, it's a fact. how long yeah. it's yeah. been. Yeah. You're right. Right? All right, and then I think the best part. So Coulson, I don't have Coulson's direct quote, but he essentially says something like, Enoch, so sorry we left you twice. <laughs> and uh, by the way, sweet ride. And he's like, thank you. 
Consumer Reports have this car, gave this car a five-star safety rating, and its fuel economy is best in class. And then just burn out. Dude. He just <laughs> yeah. like, pedal to the metal, and, and you just see the car. Just yeah. everyone in the car just flings, you know, just so like flies seat, back yeah. to oh, their yeah. seat. Yeah. And then you see the car again, just drifting out of there. Oh man, yeah. it was so, so good. good. Yes, Absolutely. it was so good. So good, man. Okay, so. Um, Let's from here. Let's talk about uh, essentially what happens pretty soon after that. Um, you get the sense that uh, the Chronicoms. So the head Chronicom, when he comes out of the bar um, and he sees his two buddies, like not not killed or nothing, but they're like knocked out from Daisy's yeah. uh, powers. Yeah. You could see this look on his face where it's it's almost like he's a little perplexed. Yeah. Hey, he's he's surprised that they lost they they lost that that round. Right. And he reveals that later. He actually tells Malik, he said, We learned you taught us a great lesson about um Humani- about humanity yeah. that day. Yeah. Yes. Because essentially Malik let everything slip all to save one life, which a Chronicom would never understand that. No, no. no. Um and then what they do and man, they play dirty. That is that is my biggest takeaway from this episode is the Chronicoms are, are ready to play dirty, man. Yeah. Yes. They they right away jump, like three more years, and they had twenty yes. set. The team shield had twenty seconds. I mean, just imagine if you were outside, just looking at the scenery. If you weren't on Zephyr One, and then the thing just disappears, yeah, and you have yeah. no idea where they're going. You're stu- you're stuck in 1973. Yep. So, anyways, that was great. They're playing so, dirty, man. Yeah, they're they do another around. jump. They, they do, do another, another jump. jump. They yeah. force them to do another jump, and they end up uh, on Insight launch day on in 1976. Yes, so. July 4th, which is so convenient because they could have done it the next day after Insight launched, unless they're also trying to eliminate Shield people. Maybe that's. Anyways, I don't know. There's a bigger picture there. Um, I don't, maybe we'll get to. We'll see. Yeah, maybe so. But uh, yeah, so they jump three years forward. Yeah, Insight launch day, and which, now the Shield I'll, team. Go I'll, ahead. I want to point out, like when they when they realize they're jumping, I I feel like they made it a point to focus in on like okay, there's like five, four, three. But Yo Yo tried to run, and she yes. like obviously is not going to make it because she's not fast anymore. Yeah, they, yeah. Made it, they made it a point to draw that out. I they feel did. like, and it's gonna yes. it's gonna play somewhere. In her, I guess, mental... Her powers yeah. are going to come back at some point, you think? Uh, maybe, at uh, some point. Or she's just... I mean, she's just got to realize that she's not who she is anymore. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Yeah. But uh, they did... I feel like they emphasized that for a purpose. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, to support one of these many B-plot points, which, uh, since we're t- since we're on this, this scene right here, another freaking B-plot point. I'm sick and tired of B-plot points. Man. But Gemma Simmons. Yes. See, this one... Okay. All right, I want to get that. Can I just make a comment on the jump real quick? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, and I want to come back to Gemma because I have a lot of stuff on that. What would have been really interesting, because I didn't know how far they were going to jump. I, when they were jumping, mm-hmm. I had no idea. We were watching together. I had no idea what to expect. I even stood up, and I was like, where are they going to go? You know? So they only went three years forward, which isn't isn't that much. But what if, like, May or Yo-Yo or someone was able to get off Zephyr 1? Mm-hmm. And for that character, we wouldn't see those three years, but that character has been still trying to fix things on their own for right. three yeah. years. Yeah, doing the best they can. That would have been really fat for them to like link up. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I just want to mention that. Maybe they'll do that in another episode because that yeah. could be really fascinating to yeah. see. Yeah, true. 
true. They could have like a a solo episode of their timeline of of their separation of the team. Oh if yeah, you did that, it would have to be a good character, si- and then side by side parallel to what they're doing. Uh, yeah. in the future. Uh, well, I mean, they they could do with like they did uh, that episode uh, with Gemma when she infiltrated uh, Hydra, Hydra back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they did like the entire episode of her like kind of life. Ooh, yeah, with, okay, with her so. and Hydra. How about this? Okay, so one of the future episodes, uh, maybe the next two or three, uh, the episode starts with uh, Fitz and Simmons uh, making the deal with Enoch, and then it plays out with Fitz's parallel storyline. Oh, for where he what, is? Where he, what he's doing oh, this, come whole on, talk entire, to me, Justin. this whole entire time. So, talk to me. So from episode one of season seven, we, I mean, obviously we, we see it all play out what we're watching now, but we see it play out through Fitz's eyes and everything yeah. that he's doing behind the scenes is all a general focus in it. And then it catches up to where he meets and crosses with the team again. Booyah. <laughs> this needs to happen. And okay, so I, look at you go. Yeah, you look got, at you you go. got my mind working a little bit. Okay, let's see it. Um, let's hear so, it from the writing perspective. Okay, so um, with the Gemma Simmons thing uh, that you're talking about, uh, there are a couple of different things that I could be. It, I think it, it, I, I thought about. Uh, number one was a. It, it could be almost like her, an implant to make her sort of like the predictor where she can kind of see what's like going using on all of her bit. brain pretty much yeah b- b- basically that idea okay. so that's part okay. one uh you second... do see a light you see the light yes. in the back of her yes. head with yes. three dots yes um number two is it's a disruptor um because uh it, it's basically disrupting her ability to think as much about fits as as much as possible so it's kind of like so that they they're separating in mind as well mm-hmm. um and with what you just brought up, what if that is an allusion to Fitz can't ha- has no other way to be on except for one to jump, but that he's connected with her and he is jumping with them. So like when they jump and sh- they're jumping through Zephyr one, he is connected with her in time as they are moving. So like when they're in 1930, 1931, uh, he is connected in time with Gemma, and he's doing his stuff like you were saying in to get all these things going. And then when they jump, he is pulled with them because they have, both have implants in them. So it takes him with them to 1955, and then into 1973 and 76. So he is outside of Zephyr, able to move along with them. Hmm. Man. I feel Basically, like I just I feel like I just read a a Reddit theory. Yeah. Like but I heard it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like in in my ear I heard Anthony's voice. The bottom line of this is that we want Fitz. Dude, we so, no, no no no, we don't want. We need yes, Fitz. Yes, we need Fitz. Yes. So uh ABC Disney, you're out there if you're Dude, listening to this Royal Geek podcast. It's happening, man. Give us Fitz already. My I'm, goodness, I'm, man. It, what here's, in the world is the going thing. on out there? I think okay. So the the writers for Agents of Shield have always been committed to their fans. That's just they they are. There there's a, I think the writers on the writers for Agents of Shield are actually pretty active on Twitter and Reddit and they 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 are pretty co- connected to the Shield community. Yeah. Okay. And I think that if they went they went two or three straight episodes without even referencing Fitz at all. And then they have Deke coming up to his grandma talking about Bobo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would just do that just to do it. I think if they had to write him out of the show, 
he would have been written out, and like yeah. we wouldn't. Yeah, he would have had an off-screen death of some sort. I, you know, yeah, if, or, they, if they really were having trouble with it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think we're gonna get him. Yeah. The, the the big the biggest rumor I heard was that for half of the recording he wasn't there, which makes sense that we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. So I, I really think he's coming back, and dude, I'm gonna get wild when I see him come on screen. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Because I mean, the episode where he um, showed up. Uh, to save Gemma, remember? And it was it was actually talking about Daisy when Daisy was about to be auctioned off or something. Yeah, right. Yes, sold. And he, yeah. and he takes his mask off and it's fits, and I'm just like, what? You know? Yeah, yeah. Lost it. Yeah. He's gonna ha- so he's gonna have an an epic return. It's you know it's gonna be like Endgame levels of just yeah. Epicness. Bobo Bobo's gonna return and he's gonna bump some lemons. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um. So yeah. So I think I think he's coming back. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. The fact that they the fact that they brought his name up, I think, is important. You know, one other theory about Gemma is this: whatever is in her neck, it could just be something that keeps her young. So again, yeah. Thinking the main storyline, thinking back to episode one, um, you know, who is it? It was May who was talking to Enoch. And Enoch, on two occasions, says she had a considerable amount of right, time. Right, correct, yeah. And yeah. May says, or this might have been episode two, because episode one, she was, like, crawling on walls. But um, yeah. she says, how much time did she have? And he just says, a considerable amount. Yeah. Okay? So it's one of the theories out there is that, you know, they, Gemma and Fitz, or at least Gemma, lived a long time, and either it's an LMD of Gemma, which I don't think it is because she would have crashed right next to Daisy and Daisy would have with the EMP. Right. Yeah. And Daisy would have noticed. <laughs> um, or this is maybe some sort of age inhibitor that is keeping her young, If which yeah. is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, there's that theory out there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the Gemma um storyline there. So here's here's what happens next. So they get to they get to nineteen seventy six um launch day launch for day insight, yeah. For insight. Um and the team kind of separates to do different tasks. So um Yo Yo and Deke go and they go and try to uh detain Wilfred Malik. So they go to his estate. But before they do, the Chronicoms tell Malik that they're coming yeah, for so him. So this is important. So so the Chronicoms tell them that and like they're they're about to show up and they give him an envelope and they it's like leverage. Yeah. They they talk about this leverage that right. they have. Now he looks at the envelope and we don't see what's in the envelope. We still haven't seen what's in the envelope. Correct, yeah. But he says something about um won't ins I think it was like won't insight just eliminate these two or do you remember what he said? I gosh, I should have I should have got in a direct quote. But essentially, it's, it's either a he list. Says, he says they. I believe he says they. Okay. Or, I, don't, I don't remember off yeah. the top of my head. But it, I think feel like, it, and of course, it was directly related to the quote that he said, we learned something from you, um, of course, uh, with Wilford Malik. You're talking about the Chronicom telling him that? Yes. Yeah. yeah but I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. So in the envelope, we, we get either. The, we get the impression that there's two people. In, do, you in think what, it's a, do you think it's a picture or a list? Uh, it looked like a picture from behind, but it kind of uh, looks like a picture. We, we don't, we don't really truly see what it is. Yeah, I my guess like is it's, it's a picture, picture of yeah. two people. The most. So let's talk about the possibilities here. The most, probably the most. I don't want to say obvious. The simplest one would be that it's Max parents. Yeah, because yes. they're revealed to be held two in, people in the facility that they're trying to blow up. Correct and flood. Correct, which is what 
call which prevent is what um, causes yeah. Mac to call an audible. Yeah. Um, which Go against makes, everything that his character is. Yes. Uh, he deviates from the plan, the well, mission dude, to save the many, yeah. which he has always been about. But, to save his parents. Uh, but yeah. it has very, but he is very much about he, loyalty. He, yeah, he, I get that. I get well, that. He's very much about he wants to save the many, but he is not willing to give up the few to save the many. That's right. Uh, so he, if anything, it's like, pretty. Like, he he would sit with his character. Oh, fine, the, o- the only person that he would, <laughs> the only person that he would sacrifice is himself. In other words, like w- with his character, he would gladly sacrifice himself for for pretty much anyone. But he would not give up the lives of others. Yeah. To for the good of many. Right. So, so that's the easy answer on the. That's photo. the yeah. easy answer. Yes. That, that's the one that makes the most sense. But I just feel like Yo-Yo's face. Now maybe she would know. Okay, I guess Yo-Yo might recognize Mac's parents. I don't. Somehow. I don't think so because I don't didn't, think so. I'm, I feel like Mac talked about them like in like in the current timeline. Uh, I feel like he talked about them being pa- like passed away or something. I don't yeah. know if Yo-Yo actually met them, so I can't say that that was the case. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I mean I don't know what it could be. Um, uh, specifically in that sense, I, I mean I feel like it makes the most sense, like you said, for it to be his parents. Yeah, but I don't. Unless it it's a picture and it says their names on it, uh, like that would be the only way for it to be like. <laughs> but if there is a character on the team that could potentially recognize his parents, it would be Yo Yo. She has the next best chance because of their you know f- yeah relationship former, yeah. yeah the relationship right. Okay, so other theories. Okay, it could be Coulson and May because they were actually on. Uh, the lighthouse premises, right? They were yes. in the lighthouse. They were there, yeah, so trying could, to set, and, set the explosives. Yeah, the and they are they are now detained. They've been captured. Could be them. Yeah. So th- what I'm saying is the writers did a good job of dividing the team pretty much into twos everywhere. Right. Yeah. And because Daisy and Susa got Daisy uh, and Susa got by taken. Nathaniel. But the fact that Nathaniel very is very important part. But the yeah, fact um, that Nathaniel is doing his own thing makes right. me think that he's not really trying to go along with what Wilfred and the Chronicoms want. He seems to be doing his own thing and there. I f- and I feel like, uh, I mean, if I remember correctly, the Chronicoms gave Malik the, the envelope saying that it was the predictor who gave him uh, the information uh, about what's going to come, our type of deal. And so, which led me to believe that the picture that they are looking at is a picture of them in the yes. room with Wilfred yes, Malik. Yes, yes, yes. Shot. Be- because Deke said, I bet you didn't expect that coming or something like right, that. Right, yeah. Because Deke shoots him, yeah, he shoots Deke, him. Because because Malik is talking about how they see everything coming, right? And so Deke thinks, well, I'm going to do something really crazy, and because you're not going to see this coming, and he shoots him. Yeah, it's kind of like I do this all the time when someone has deja vu. Yeah, and they say it, I'll just do like a, I'll just do like a toe touch or something. I'll just jump in the air. Yeah, did, did you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like I'm just trying to prove that you know this isn't. Yeah, deja vu. So he's trying to prove, like, yeah, well, I bet they didn't see this coming, and that would explain Yo-Yo's face. Where right. if it's like, if it's just them with Malik dead, that would be a. But I just feel like I wish I would have seen that in the episode. Like right. to wait a whole other week for that just seems like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be a picture of them holding the picture of them who they just oh shot. My Ma- Hold on, they've just shot Malik. But guess what? Malik is actually behind them because he knew that they were going to shoot him, and he was wearing some sort of vest. Yes, I saw. I know we saw blood. But he's probably still awake. Or Some ketchup something. packets. Yeah. Well, w- <laughs> <laughs> and there she's looking at a picture of them looking at the picture with Malik standing behind them with a weapon. Oh, dude, we're going down a rabbit hole now. I love yeah. it. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, well, what about the idea of they're over somebody shot who's on their team? Okay, 
So, like, they're looking at something that would be immediately recognizable as terrible, and it was like, I don't know, maybe it's Mac who shot instead this time. Right. And Malik thinks this is a play on the the team, which it is in a lot of ways, but really it's the Chronicons playing Malik because they knew that they would do something impulsive in that situation. That it would be something that, like, big. Or, you know, maybe... You know the way what it looks like. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's Gemma. Maybe Gemma is shot. You know, because that, hey. that that would be something that would draw out um, Deke to be that impulsive. Yeah. Is that he sees his own not only his grandmother but his own existence slipping away. So he's very impulsive and shoots Malik. And Malik wasn't in on this part of the Chronicoms plan, but he thinks he's in on this part of the plan. Right, and uh, so we were talking about uh, everyone in pairs, right? There's, there's, uh, keep going. Uh, so we're talking about everybody in pairs. So majority of the people in pairs are in some sort of peril, correct? Yeah. Uh, we got Colson and May. They're in some t- trouble. Daisy and Sousa are knocked out in the back of a van. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Yo-Yo and Deke are just uncertain of what's of what's what's happening because they're looking at this picture, and that's the last thing we see. Is like right. So, are we going to get a Simmons Enoch team up like we did with Fitz and Enoch in the previous season, where they're going to try to come together to save the day? I think that'll be a nice little play on. While Mac just sits on Zephyr one. Uh, well, Max, I mean, maybe with Bree and I with his parents. So I maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. That, well, the thing is, they're in peril too. They are in the sky right now. Oh, getting that's attacked. right. That's, that's the right. Thing. The cliffhanger of this episode is like everyone seems to be. Again, Yo-Yo and Deke don't seem to be in immediate trouble. Right. Maybe, maybe there's some Chronicoms that are about to show up at that yeah. house. But yeah. but they had to as, shoot down the insight. So they, they made, right. revealed, they, they they made a lot of position. noise. Yeah. As far as they know, as far as we know, Deke and Yo-Yo aren't necessarily in immediate peril right now. The only other thought I had, so this is a little bit of a stretch, and I'm just going to throw it out there, and if I'm right, then booyah. Okay, it's recorded so, right here, right now. That's right. Go. So if I'm right, booyah. So... When the he- the head Chronicom, I got to get his name uh, next time. I've, honestly, like, never yeah, heard I think it. it's like Chronicom Prime or something like that. I don't know. It's something. It's not. So he alpha gives or he gives the envelope to Malik. Okay. Yeah. He mentions the the predictor at that time, and uh, how the predictor essentially um, gave him some sort of foreknowledge of what's about to happen, and then he gives him the envelope. And what if? So we have no idea what the picture is. What if the picture? And this would also explain. Um, Yo-Yo's confusion on her face and maybe why she looks at Deke the way she does. What if the picture is actually of, for the predictor, in her real timeline, Gemma and Fitz? Ooh, yeah. I can see that, you know. Okay. And they're like, just kind of in the room and they're... Which is, yeah, which is why, you know, Yo-Yo would be like, what? You know? Yeah. And it's actually, so something that... In, in in the timeline that our current agents are in, uh, minus Fitz, it's actually, you know, we wouldn't be aware of it, but it's actually outside of time, I guess more in the future where the predictor might be. I'm going on a stretch here. Hang with me. Hang with me. It's actually um, Fitzsimmons. They're together, and they somehow have them, or they are in danger, or they are threatening them. Hmm. Um, and the Gemma that's on Zephyr 1, again, it's... It might not actually be Gemma. It might be well, but LMD. But, but then again, she probably would have 
she probably would have crashed out. There's some holes in or my unless, theory here. Unless she's so advanced that she that doesn't all, affect her anymore. All I'm trying to say is, for whatever reason, and it's it's going to be really funny if the picture is just Mac's parents. But for whatever reason, I am consumed with wondering what is on that picture. Yeah, yeah. Because like it could be most it, basic thing ever. It could be Mac's parents. It could be you know Susa and Daisy. It could be. Deke and Yo-Yo looking at themselves. It could be May and Colson. It could freaking be Gemma. There's a lot of things it could be. It could be Fitzsimmons. So, yeah. And we're fixated on it. I, yeah. I know. And it's and watch. It's going to be Max's parents, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the episode ends with them in, all in peril. Everyone's yeah. in peril. So, uh, by the way, did you guys were you guys able to see the list that they were looking at? We okay. saw, okay. Se- we saw some, several names on yeah, there. Yeah, so this is what Daisy reads, right? Where does she read this? In that little uh, secret room on the the computer, yeah, yeah, which yeah, one, that, which yeah. once again very Winter Soldiery. Yes, yep. yes, yep. We, I mean, I know T Roll and I were watching, and we 100 percent expected Zola to pop up. In Dude, one of those two oh yeah, like screen. when they were yeah. owned in that room, I was like, this is very Armin Zola. And I thought Zola was going to pop up, but you know, in in Winter Soldier, the uh, Winter Soldier, when Captain America and uh, Black Widow walk down there, right? Zola recognizes them and like gives their date of birth and everything. Yeah. But I was hoping we were going to see Zola, but almost see him crash out. Like, he would recognize Susa. Right. But he wouldn't yeah. recognize Daisy because she's not from the time that timeline. Period, yeah. That would have been a really cool touch. And I feel like they could have pulled that off. And, yeah, I feel like they That's okay. could have connected to the MCU very, yeah. more, very deep. Very right easily. Yeah. I still think I mean, we're going to get something really big, some sort of big connection beyond so, what they So what done. was the names that you um, you noticed? I mean, they, Bruce Banner was obviously yes. there. Bruce Banner. Uh, David Robinson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David Robinson was on the list. That's yeah. cool. Uh, um, Victoria Hand was on it. They Okay. Oh, really? Nice catch. Um, oh, oh, nice. Nick yeah. Fury was on it. That's what, well, they said that. Yeah. So. Um, is, is Roberto Gonzalez, was that the, um, was that the uh, Edward James Olmos character? I think so, from season yeah, the, two the, or three. Like, he was, like, the director. I think so. Um, that was the other one that I um, somehow forgot to look that up. But uh, Victoria um, Hand being on that, it's interesting. Yes. So those were interesting characters in my mind. Um, th- th- those were the big three that I saw on there. I, I don't know. I guess I missed the Nicholas Fury because I paused it, and I looked at the names. And um, I-, I saw those three on there. I thought they there. mentioned it. I didn't see it. I thought I heard Daisy... Yes, mention that. Yeah, I, I I I do believe she mentioned it. Honestly, it's too pixelized. It was too seventies pixelized to really <laughs> to really decipher. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we we should probably start wrapping up. Is there any immediate speculation? This is probably the hardest one to speculate. I yeah. think. Um, here's a here's a here's a good one for you. They're Let's all in peril, it. right? They're all in peril currently, right now. Yep. They all get they all get saved. There you go. How about that spe- for speculation? Okay, by who? Genius. Their natural abilities of getting <laughs> so they out all of situations—they all save themselves. I no. do think. I do think <laughs> that Coulson and May can get out of the lighthouse easy. Uh, I do think Coulson. I do think Coulson and May are going to be uh, stayed by Rick Stoner. I think he's going to be the one to yeah. to save them. He's going to finally cool. like yeah. see it. That yeah. would be nice. Yeah, that's like, that's one I know. I feel like is coming. Did we? Like maybe he's had three years to really think about what's been going on and pay attention. Yeah. Here's a question. Oh, you got any theories for? I I do have a theory. Okay, I'm ready. So, Come on. Um, Nathaniel Malik. So they've been talking. He was, you know, he talked on the phone about powers and things like that. Yeah. yeah. What mm-hmm. if what he is trying to do is he knows that he's supposed to go through the monolith, or that somebody in his family is supposed to go through the monolith? 
Maybe that's why he wants superpowers. Maybe that's why he wants the serum in him is so that when he goes through the monolith, he has the abilities to be able to survive there. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it too. Uh, I can definitely I mean, see it. I do feel like Nathaniel's character is going to play a little bit, uh, I mean, a big role in the next in the next episode for sure. Um, but I don't know how much longer he's going to last uh, as far as a, uh, a villain, be villain. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm interested to see where the character goes, and if it is if it is going to be a one episode off, then I mean I'm I'm fine with that. But I mean, he has the potential to be developed into something a little more, considering that he's not even supposed to exist. Yeah. So right. uh, you can pretty much go in any direction when that's the case. Yep. So, man. So yeah. we always watch. Um, now, Anthony, you don't watch it live because uh, of work. Yeah. It just. If I can watch it live, I will watch it live. But last couple of Thursdays, I've been waking up. I had to uh, be at work at 4 a.m. And sure. That 10 o'clock slot is a killer. No, that's fine. So we, we watch it live. Um, there's always like a minute trailer, if that, maybe it's 30 seconds for the next episode. And yeah. I seem to not even remember it at all. Is it memorable for you in any way, Justin? The only thing that stood out to me was that, obviously, they revealed their position in the Zephyr, and they were being shot at by missiles. And Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that really stood out to me, um, but nothing else really so, did. So they're being very guarded. Yeah. I feel like uh, when we watched the preview, I, I, I stated, I said that was the most basic preview for the next episode ever. Um, yeah. Because I do feel like there is going to be a, some sort of big reveal in the next preview so that what they, you, they actually mm. did not want to reveal in the trailer so might it be the return of a major character uh, which yes would I make feel sense as, i feel like it? now's the time because the next episode would be considered uh halfway ish let me tell you yeah. why i think we're gonna get fits in this next episode okay mm-hmm. the one thing they talk about is the now i remember the hunters are are going to be oh, coming active, from the future right? yeah. or active yeah and i just feel like we're going to get more more chronicoms from the future. The threat is is more real, yeah. And the threat is coming more specifically from where fit where we believe Fitz currently is, yeah. Where I think we're gonna see Fitz as well. It might not mean that he shows up, um, like and all the team sees him. Right. It might just mean that he does his own little thing in the future, wherever he's at. And I don't know. It's just yeah. A, I do I, feel when they say it's they're going to activate the hunters, uh, I do feel like that's we're going to get more of like an invasion style. Yeah. Um, yep. For the the next episode or or the next arc or whatever they're going to touch on, uh, I am interested to see if there is going to be a time jump at the end of this episode and where they're going. Is it is I feel like the '90s is the best possible uh, destination for that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe they'll throw. A little bit of 80s action in there. Um, yeah. I mean, numerically, it would make sense. Just like the way they have been doing it. Yeah. been jumping. 30s, 50s, you know, 70s. Yeah. 90s. Yeah, 90s. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be pretty pretty sweet. So, okay. Any other thoughts on episode five, A Trout in the Milk? Um, uh, these these titles of the episodes are <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And just... uh, I, although I think I, I believe I read that the next episode is kind of a – I think it's a boring uh, title. But uh, – uh, hey, I we, think I can find that out right now if you keep talking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm the, I'm excited to see how extensive the title cards get. Uh, yeah, and it's been something. <laughs> oh, yeah, everyone's looking forward to now. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, like, so much so much so that actually uh, on Twitter it like the title card leaked like ten minutes before the actual episode started, yeah. and I'm like, why would why are we leaking this? Like, this is, you need to see it as okay. we go, as we go. Okay, okay, okay. So, do you want me to tell you the next one? 
the, yeah, go ahead. Okay, the next one is Adapt or Die. Can I tell you the, the episode title for the one after that? Is it? I mean, are we getting spoiler territory here, or what are we talking about here? Go for Dude, it. Dude, let's rock this, and roll. All right. For our so listeners out this there, is you two not weeks hear away. This, yeah. You, yeah. This is two weeks away, so if you don't, I don't think it spoils anything for me, because I don't know what this means. If you don't want to know this, just pause the pod now, cut it off, we're almost done anyways. So Adapt or Die is the next episode. That's number six. Episode seven is called... The Totally Excellent Adventures of Mac and the D. What? So that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's Bill and Ted. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Wow, so that's that awesome. sounds that's fun, awesome. huh? That's gonna be a fun episode. Dude, that sounds yeah. fun. Okay. Wow. Okay. All well, right. I mean, nothing more to say on this episode. It definitely <laughs> didn't live up to the previous episode. But, However, but look, we still had a lot to talk about. We did. We did. Uh, I honestly, when we were getting ready to film this, I was like, yeah, we could probably do a 30-minute one. Uh, it wasn't that memorable. No but chance. then, you know, those rabbit holes, man, they go deep. They go real deep. Yep. For sure. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, get out of here. So thank you guys so much for listening uh, to our review of uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Episode 5 of Season 7. Uh, please, please, please follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and on Google Podcasts as well. Uh, hit us up um, on Twitter or via email. You can email us at royalgeekpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're really grateful to do this and uh, really enjoy it. So uh, for my friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll signing off saying thank you once again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.